Wow. Here we are doing a podcast. A rare thing. How are you, Paul? I hate Tool. Okay, yeah. Oh, my God. Enough already. I got to tell you, I tried to listen to it this morning because I wanted to, like, you know, be involved with the conversation today. Yeah. Um, I've always, like, been fine with Tool, but I haven't been a fan because I just am like, okay, I've heard it. I get it. That's it. It's not for me. Whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, it's fine to listen to once in a while. Um, I tried to get through the album. First of all, I didn't have hours to get through it this morning because every song is an hour long. Don't yeah. forget. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then I, I got it kind of angry and I felt like really epic when I was getting ready this morning. I felt like I was in a battle scene. Oh. Yeah. So like it kind of made me like aggressively do my makeup. Okay. And it made me like like stomp around the house and like kind of be mean to my cat. So I was like, oh. I don't think this is for me. But there is some music that's heavy that I really like, and it makes me feel good and like badass. But this one kind of made me in like like an epic like I have to do this for my destiny kind of mood, which right. I wasn't into. Which yeah. if that was a movie, Jen, truly, I would watch that. Okay, you as the star, but maybe even that is the soundtrack. Yeah, I could Thank see you. get. Well, that's the type of movie I like. But as for the music, I'm just always like, what the fuck's the big deal? Why should I care about this fucking shit? They're very talented musicians. Are I'll they? give them that. Yeah, they're very talented. The things that they think of, I'm like, wow, how did you think of that? That's crazy. Cool. Nice job. It's just like the lyrical content and then like just the one level the entire time. Right? Yeah. It's like you're at tool level. Yeah. That's it. Very whiny, I feel also. Yeah. You know, like this, this real, it's supposed to be real tough guy music and whiny whiny i think that's it i think it's like guys and girls and whoever likes the music it's like sure. yeah it's like yeah rough around the edges and tough but it's like more emotion like the the words are more emotional so it's approachable for them and it makes them feel like cool about feeling that way which i get do you know well, that's good of you it's good of you to try and wrap your brain around it because for me it's just been like it's that 40 year old guy thing that 40 year old guy in the friggin tool sweater i'm just like i'm not that person and i don't want to be that person mm. And I never grew up enjoying Tool, and I don't think it's that good. I don't hear the how it's talented to make that. I don't get that. And I like that meme I saw today that Tool is Radiohead for Juggalos. <laughs> I like that. I thought that was really funny and really correct. Yeah. And um, and I think like it's with anything too, right? It's just like there's all this hype, 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 hype. I get there are people who are genuinely into it. And it seems like, weirdly, those people are in a lot of positions of, like, power Hmm. or, like, uh, taste-making positions. And I'm just like, so you're foisting tool upon me? And it's Hmm. like, I don't want to hear it. I don't, I'm not into it. Yeah, like you said, it's like, it's just not for me. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. Right. It's like bad. It's just, I don't, I don't like it. It doesn't resonate with me. At all. It's not for me, also. But I got to hear about it. That's the thing. Oh, we like got to once... hear about it all the time. The amount of text messages that have been coming in. Every song that we play, it's like, why isn't this Tool? Do you know that there's a new album? <laughs> yeah, we know that there's a new album. We're yeah. very aware of it. Very aware. And there's a reason we're not playing it. Yeah. It's because for as vocal as Tool fans are, I that's why I want to stop being the silent majority anymore. I, okay. The, the majority of people in the world, I think, do not give a ripping shit about Tool. And so that's me. Okay. And it's glad to hear that that's you. Thank you for being honest with us. Okay. Thank you and for it's, living I, your truth. That's <laughs> brave of me to even say it. it because is look, great. if you're listening to this podcast and you're like, Tool, good for you. Good. God you bless. Know. Go enjoy. I'm so happy for you. There's going to be someone on the other side being like, I'm going to get that Paul Pacino. How dare you? And you're just living your truth. It doesn't matter what they think. 
That's right. We live in a world where we just like listen to whatever we want all the time. So just yeah. go listen to Tool. But I don't want to hear Leave about it anymore. Leave me out of it. Yeah. And the fucking... Oh, 13 years. It's been 7,000 days. It's been this long. Uh, a lot. <sighs> Come on. Anyway, we just got back from a cool camping trip this past weekend. Yeah. That was fun. We got some radio folk together. And, um, man, that was the rowdiest camping trip I think I've been on. Truly. Yeah. We were loud. We got a noise complaint at 3 a.m. because children next to us weren't sleeping. Oh, yeah, you weren't there for that night. No. <laughs> that was a wild night. <laughs> there really needs to be a few more campsites. Like, maybe even the campsite we went to, but just, like, you know, like a section carved out for rowdy people. Because, yeah. like, the people next to us as well, rowdy as hell, And right? then there was another one next to us. They were just like, we're just here to enjoy nature, man. No, okay. Let's just we should separate those. You should. Yeah. It's like smoking or not smoking. There should be rowdy or non rowdy section of campsites. I agree with that. Right. Yeah, because we were rowdy, loud. We had a talent show involved that's in right. our campsite. It Jenny was, sang her human centipede song. That's right. I was part of the act. I was the back person that on the centipede. Was such a highlight when you guys came out of the audience and formed a centipede behind me while I sang my human centipede song. Um. Because the, you know what? There's no me in Human Centipede. That's yeah. why we're we are a team. Okay. That's really that's a really good line. You should be proud of that. It's a, such a shame that it's such a bad song. <sighs> yeah, it's yeah. a good song, but just it's you know terrible. what I mean. Like you just you can't share it in the way I think you'd like to. Thank you. Yeah, it's true. There were really beautiful. Um, like I've seen phosphorescence before. Mm-hmm. Um, Bioluminescence. Bioluminescence. Yeah. I've seen that. I've gone swimming in them and waved my hand in them. And if you wet your jeans <sighs> right, and then you slap, and then it's like a glowing imprint of your hand. I've done all that before. Yeah. But those luminescence that were in the sand, <gasps> where you like, did you do that? Where you no. would step on the sand and like f- out from your feet. The glowing blue would sparkle. It was like a drink. Well, we were also really high on drugs. But, like, <laughs> it was unbelievable. Yeah. Man, Port Renfrew is beautiful. Yeah. Oh, we're great so place lucky. To do drugs. That's right. It really is. All right. Well, thank you so much for listening this week. Let's get into it. It's going to be a long one. You know, it's turned monthly this summer. The podcast went monthly. Like, we went one pod a month. So, we are going to get back to doing weekly podcasts. Yes. Yes. We're done vacationing, I yes. think. I think for now. So we every week, hopefully, please thank you for finding us again and yes. tell your friends. Yeah. This year in Victoria, there has been a huge increase in the wasp population. Now, a lot of other shows might tell you how to get rid of the wasps, but we're telling you how to live with the wasps. Maybe you can even have wasps as pets to really befriend them. How's it going? Oh, oh my wow. god, thank you so much for coming over. You don't have any yes. like pet allergies or anything like that. No, no, I don't, but uh wow, I love what you've done with the place. Um did you get wasps? I did! Yeah, thanks for noticing. They actually make great pets. Yeah, there's a lot of them. There's a lot of wasps. Uh should I put on protective gear at all? Oh no, no, you're good. Really? Okay. Yeah, I mean some of them sting still, but we're sure. working on it. We're going through training, good. so um they're still in like the puppy phase, yeah. you know? Yeah, wow, wow. Come on in. Do they make honey? No, they're wasps. Hi, so 
glad to be back, Jen. Oh, yeah, my gosh. I am so happy you're back as well. Just coming back from a, a trip to grizzly bear country. Oh, I miss that. Did you miss that? Yeah. The obnoxious thing that I do. Drinking uh, your sparkling water. Yeah, my sparkle boy. Yeah. <laughs> Is that what you're calling it now? We're yeah. going from spicy water to sparkle boy? Oh, yeah. I didn't tell you that? No, you haven't told me that. Oh, yeah. The whole trip, I'd be driving. I'd be like, oh, I'm going to stop for a sparkle boy. Okay. Um. Yeah, did, I did. I went through a great, had an amazing road trip all through the Rocky Mountains. I went through uh, with a convertible, by the way, which oh, is nice. the way to do it. You want to be able to see the tops of those mountains. True that. Um, went through uh, Sun Peaks, which was really beautiful. Never been there before. I saw a thunderstorm, thunder and lightning Ooh, storm in Sun Peaks. Nice. Um, uh, Banff, which is great. Canmore. Cranbrook. Hey, Cranbrook on the rise. Yeah, would recommend. Why did what brought you to Cranbrook? You just stopped. It's just the way I was going through, like Cranbrook, Fernie, down through the states. Okay, and I wasn't expecting to find. I was like, you know, you roll through these towns of like five thousand people, and you're like, oh, this is gonna be a garbage place. (laughs) And then uh, you go in there, and I found this like incredible. Uh, I was yelling and screaming because I accidentally like opened the door into like a, a lamp post, and so I was like making a scene yeah. to people who were going to church. It was oh, Sunday no. morning, and uh, and then right next to the church, I found the most wonderful little cafe, like so beautiful. And food was amazing. Anyways, was like really surprised by Cranbrook. Nice, that's yeah, good. A lot of love for Cranbrook. Anyways, um. I want to hear about the Lake Louise right. experience because that's a destination, right? People go there, get their photos, yeah. and it's a, it's a place that we all know, and uh, you know it's on people's bucket lists and stuff. So, how was that? It was an S show. Really? It was a complete S show. Okay. I it was that same way, right? I was like, oh, Lake Louise, what a beautiful place! Got to go check it out. Was expecting like a few people. There were thousands of people there, Jenny. Wow. Thousands. And, like, you couldn't get to the lake without it taking, like, an expensive shuttle. I ended up, like, just parking down, like, near the highway and hiking for an hour up to wow. it, which was beautiful. That's great. That's Good great way hike. To do it. Yeah, it was, like, uphill the whole way. So I was, like, really puffing and chugging. But, like, it. I will likely, instead of going to Lake Louise, I will go to Disneyland next year because there will be fewer people. Wow. That's what it's like. I couldn't believe. The amount of people that go to Lake Louise, I could get it. And here's the thing I really took away. Because while you're there, struggling for a spot to like take that classic Instagram picture, right, without a lot of the people in it. And I thought about that too. I was like, wow, I bet this is busier now about that there's Instagram. Not people mm-hmm. want to take that Instagram picture. But anyways, all I heard was people talking like a hundred different languages. And I, that's what I, it kind of like calmed me down. I was like, oh yeah, right. People come literally from around the world to see this gem. If you are like, if you live in Europe or Asia or wherever, and you see like, visit Canada in the front of a travel agency, oh, yeah. it's a picture of Lake Louise. That's true. And that's what people have come all the way to this country. They go and see Lake Louise. That's what I was like, really understood about it. But I like, I couldn't believe if you think you're going to go and see some pristine jewel in the wilderness nestled in the mountains. Forget it. People need to start taking photos with all those people involved in it, too, just to show you exactly what it's like. I wish I would have, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Savage Fair is coming up. Oh, good. It's fall now. Hey, by the way, it's fall now. Oh, yeah. I guess that's like the the weekend before fall, hey? Got all my sweaters Hey, it's supposed to be sunny tomorrow, so don't say that. It's not fall yet. No, not yet. We still have like 24 degrees on the forecast. We're already planning for Savage Fair. That means it's fall, so great. It is a very fall event. It does feel like it, you know, with all the farming. And it's a really cool event. It's happening August 31st to uh, September 2nd. Um, I know Bossman's really excited about it because every year he puts one of his uh, plants into the fair. That's true. This year he put his geraniums in. 
And he won last year, didn't he? I believe he often wins, yeah. Yeah, he just cleans up at the Saanich Fair. Mm-hmm. So if, you know, if you're going, go check that out. Give uh, What do you do to support his plants? You just, like, give him a pat? You know what <laughs> I would job. do is, like, uh, in, if there's any judges around, mm-hmm. just, like, they don't know that you know him, right? So just be right. like, wow, these geraniums are nice. <laughs> oh. This is definitely a winning geranium. Yeah, right. Try and swear. Oh, there you go. Of course, there's also like the Midway, which is rides and things like that. And then they have the Kids Zone, uh, which is 5,000 square feet. It's huge. A 34-year-old man is losing his stuff over geraniums. I've never seen this before. What's wrong with this guy? (laughs) He's been here for hours just looking at this one plant. Excuse me, sir. No loitering by the geraniums. What's going on there? (laughs) There's going to be lots of that. Yeah. <laughs> I learned how to milk a cow at the Sandwich Fair. Oh, did you give the yeah. dairy cows teeth a good scrubbing? I didn't give a real cow a good scrubbing, but I uh, they had like a little place that you could learn how in the kids' zone, and <laughs> I learned how to do it. Cool. <laughs> Thank you. So you could do all that. Is it like a rubber glove with holes cut yeah, in the bottom that's of what it? it yeah. Is. <laughs> That's what they use in the industry. Um, And then uh, this year, the headliner is April Wine. That's on Sunday. Yeah, Yeah, April Wine. So lots happening at the Sandwich Fair. What a treat. What a treasure to go to Noodle Box. I love just the act of having the noodles in your hand and walking around with your chopsticks. Like, it's such like a portable. Oh, do you mean the box of noodles? I thought you meant like a handful of like loose (laughs) noodles. Pocket the noodles. (laughs) (laughs) Fill your pockets for later. I love that act. No, but just having the box of noodles walking around or doing whatever, going down to the beach yeah. or whatever it may be. It's, I told it's so you great. how many times I, that's one of my like favorite movie sneak-in foods. Where do you hold it? Do you just hold it like a purse with confidence or what? Yeah, if you strut in with confidence, usually they won't say anything. Like I've never been stopped, ever. There's a lot of like, hey, put this in your purse, but... Yeah. No, nah, I'll walk in there with a full pretzel and onion, <laughs> mustard or whatever. Like, yeah, hell yeah, pizza, Bucket a whole box of pizza. Oh my God, did I tell you like what I really want to do? What's that? What do you eat when you go to the movies? Popcorn. I want to bring in a bucket of popcorn <laughs> chicken. <laughs> and then Are you have... going to hide it underneath actual popcorn? That's maybe why. No, no, I think I'm just going to bring in the bucket. And then I have two buckets on each side of me, <laughs> one with popcorn, one with popcorn chicken, and just go bite for bite. That is a power move. Good one. (laughs) My scale is having a power move right now. One of the major stories going on in the world right now, and it's such a shame, is how the Amazon rainforest, much of it is on fire right now. And it's not unusual for there to be fires in the Amazon at this time of year. It's their dry season. But... This amount of fires is uh, unprecedented and really massive and way higher than can ever be expected. And there's a lot of things going on here, um, particularly like, which is one really sad thing is that like people intentionally sometimes start fires yeah. there in the Amazon to illegally deforest areas that they want to eventually just use for cattle ranching. Yeah, so they can get money from it. But that is incredibly um, alarming considering this is the largest rainforest in the world. Mm. This is a vital carbon store that slows down the pace of global warming. There's also uh, 3 million different species of plants and animals and actually in the Amazon forest there are 1 million indigenous people living in there. So this is a huge, huge story and they're saying that 
what was it, over 74,000 fires were reported between uh, like a, a few months' time, mm-hmm. which is incredible. I think more is going to come out about particularly the president of Brazil, who's in there, who's been taking some heat lately, pardon the pun, mm-hmm. um, because uh, his uh, policies are very like pro uh, development over a conservation. Right. Um, so, obviously, that's no good when you're trying to preserve something that's so precious and so, like, helpful as the Amazon rainforest. Mm-hmm. Now, there are ways that uh, people can help. Yeah, I know right now people are like, what do we do? Yeah. There's like, a lot of thoughts and prayers going around, but that doesn't put out <laughs> fires, unfortunately. So, so, there are some organizations, right? Yeah, that's right. If you um, Google it and have a look, there are some organizations that do some really incredible things Like you can donate to them, and you don't have to donate a lot, but they, like, like pool that money and buy land in the Amazon rainforest. So oh. like to date, even they've bought like big, huge acres and swaths of land that then they can hold on to. They're like, they're just charitable nonprofit organizations. They just hold on to that land and then that doesn't get developed. Amazing. So there's that. There's other places, um, obviously right now that are going on with the fires, uh, that you can have a look at that just are going to try and do conservation or protection or mm-hmm. um you know greater firefighting so look up some of these organizations rainforest action network uh to protect an acre of the amazonian rainforest you can donate to the rainforest trust that's the one that helps buy land in the rainforest oh, okay uh 23 million acres have been saved since 1988 through that trust um also there's a place called rainforest alliance mm-hmm. and this is not in specifically to help with the fires but it's a it's a good, you know, that it's top Initiative. of mind right now. Yeah. You can think about just doing things to reduce your paper and wood consumption that, you know, um, affects the Amazon rainforest. So if you double check with Rainforest Alliance, uh, they uh, will make sure that what you're buying is rainforest oh, safe. Oh, that's really cool. Yeah. I'm glad that exists. What's up? Oh, you have music. You have music? I- oh. Are starving in Japan, so eat it. That's Just awesome. eat it. Isn't that? Yeah. So wanna argue, I don't wanna debate. An anthem. Yeah. Beautiful. Today well, is a huge day for the entire town of Victoria. It's massive, yeah. The greatest entertainer of our generation, Weird Al Yankovic, is here. He's in Victoria right now. We got really excited yesterday when he yeah. brought up on his Instagram picture a picture of him. Standing on that boat that we went on last year. Remember that three-hour sail tour, the old-timey boat, the old Norwegian wooden sailing ship? Yeah. He went on it. He went on it and went to the very front of it. Yeah, which they showed us you can do that. They strap you in on a cable and everything and a harness, and then you can walk out on the bow of the boat. Mm -hmm. He did it. But that means a Weird Al was touring our inner harbor. Yeah. (gasps) Yeah, you you were a huge fangirl of... Weird Al. Oh, yeah. You are a Weird Al gal. Oh, yeah. I'm a Weird Al gal. <laughs> you are. Um, so everyone's getting really excited for the concert tonight at the Save on Foods Memorial Center. It's an orchestra concert. Can so it's all it? this music, but then with this epic orchestra in the background, which is just going to be, again, epic, beautiful, I think fantastic. I sent you uh, the link, too, about what people are saying, like uh, reviewers are saying about this, mm-hmm. is that it takes stupid songs, sound kind of majestic. Nice. Here's some questions because Weird Al was, you know, we wanted to, of course, for him to come in here, but I guess it didn't work out. He was busy on the sailboat. He was busy on the sailboat. Yeah. So here's some questions I wanted to ask Weird Al. Okay. Um, number one, hey, remember in the 1990s when you would take over much music? Oh, sweet. 
That's the question? That's the question. So he'd probably be like, yeah. What um, else you got? <laughs> <laughs> Number two, man, you take really good care of yourself because like how old? You just looked him up, right? Right. Yeah, he's 59. He looks great. His skin? Yeah. There's like no wrinkles. His hair is still as beautiful as ever. How do you how do you go about that? What are you doing to take care of yourself? Yeah. Uh, number three, last question. Mm-hmm. What does it feel like to be the greatest entertainer of our generation? <laughs> Talking before the show, Paul was like, we don't need any prep. I'm just going to talk about Weird Al the <laughs> entire time. So here's your opportunity. Just a quick 30 minutes Thank on you. what what's cool about Weird Al. Yeah, we have, yeah we'll duck into Quentin's show a little bit, but yeah, that's fine too. it's worth it. Um, <laughs> I'm just really excited, okay? Yeah, no, yeah, it's good. It's like, it's yes, I'm excited. I, I love him. Okay, yes. But it's also such a respect for him being the greatest entertainer of our generation. And um, do you know anyone in Vancouver who went to a show? Um, one of your friends, actually. Yeah, did you see it on <laughs> yeah, Instagram? Yeah, yeah. yeah, right. It looked amazing. Yeah, this this show tonight is really going to be something special. Weird Al, can, he could just rest on his laurels. Yeah. He could just, because like his parodies, starting off in the 80s, all it was was like Michael Jackson would put out a new single, Weird Al would turn it into about food, <laughs> and just repeat, repeat, repeat. And he could have done that for a long time. But he, his parodies just keep getting better mm-hmm. and better. When like hip hop became very popular, he is able to like rap really well. Mm-hmm. So he was able to parody hip hop songs. That's why he's had a lot of success there. He is like taken to the internet like... So many artists who, again, got their start back in the 80s have never been able to do. Releasing songs there. I remember WeirdAl.com when I was like a kid even was like one of the best places you go every month or every week or something. He would like respond to a bunch of questions that people would send him personally. Like he was he's incredible. And like the way that he put out his last album and it went Supernova and run a Grammy and like his career just keeps getting better and better. And because, by the way, too, he's a genius. Mm-hmm. Like he's genius level smart. He's a accordion savant. Mm-hmm. Like he is so actually talented. Yes, it's all wrapped in like goofy goofball wackadoo songs, right? But this guy's a genius! And now, so, his last tour, incredible. He went out and just did his original songs, which I am kicking myself I didn't go see in Seattle because his original songs are so good. Mm. Albuquerque, one of my favorite road trip songs ever, Biggest Ball of Time in Minnesota. Don't give me the wrap it up! It's so, okay? He plays his original songs, now he's out again playing his hits, his parodies, that people love so much of the favorites. He brings a 40-piece string orchestra! Yeah, it's amazing. Okay? Okay! Incredible! It is incredible. He just keeps getting better and better. Yeah, it's amazing how he's able to, you know, continue to stay relevant and just, like, move with the times, and uh, he's really... I already said all that. Okay, okay. (laughs) Jeez. What was that, five minutes? Five minutes on Weird Al? Jen, were were you blown away last night? Do you agree with me now that Weird Al Yankovic is the greatest entertainer of our generation? Yes. You fought me on this for weeks. I didn't Yesterday, your Instagram story was Weird Al Yankovic was pretty flipping awesome, you guys. Yeah. Exact words. It was. Um, I was blown away. I never said he wasn't. Mm, A little pushback, though. No, I just thought it was funny, like, how big of a fan you are. But, no, he is great. What I was so impressed with was just, like, the pitch of his voice. Yeah. He just has perfect pitch. It's incredible. Yeah. And the maneuvers that he was doing were incredible. (laughs) He's very flexible. Yeah, such a high kick. I know. (laughs) And the costume changes. And, of course, the 41-piece orchestra, which was the Victoria Orchestra. I wonder how they were able to do, like, rehearsals for that and stuff. I know. Right? Did he just send the music and they just figured it out? Yeah, could have been. Just, like, made it work? That'd be interesting. It was seamless. Another thing we could have asked him if he would have come in here. I'm so heartbroken about that. Yeah. But uh, I'll say this um, about that show because we all just have glowing reviews today about how great that concert was last Mm -hmm. night. Mm-hmm. 
Um, OG's owners will remember a young man named James Sutton, the great James Sutton who used to work here. Mm-hmm. Awesome guy. Love him so much. I remember him and I went to the last show Weird Al put on at the Royal Theater. And afterwards, James said, who was the music director at the time, knows a little something about performances, musicians, and all that stuff, right? He was like, all bands and musicians and entertainers yeah. should go to a Weird Al show. And whether or not they're going to pick up costume changes and multimedia and stuff mm-hmm. like that, that is a professional entertainer operating at the high, highest level. Yeah. That's what you can take away from a Weird Al show. Every band should do it. Entertain the crowd. You and I are so jaded. Oftentimes we go to a rink show. What do we do? Blow out after <laughs> yeah. the hit. That was the best show I've seen at the Save on Foods Memorial Center. Ever. Ever. Yeah. Ever. Yeah. I know. We're there till the very end. I would have liked him to go on for another 45 minutes. I just read this article that it got me very concerned um, because uh, I recently went to Edmonton from Victoria. So I was on the plane and I, there was a few different flights because you had to do the connector and stuff. And mm. I'm not really that familiar with planes. So I don't really know the etiquette of, around planes. You so I was like, oh, I really don't know. Um, I would like to more. But I was looking at this, uh, this list and it was like the do's and don'ts of in-flight grooming. Which already, I'm like, do people groom on flights? And I didn't know what they were talking about, but they broke down all of the things that are publicly acceptable and not acceptable on a flight. So was it like, don't do what Donnie don't does, and then like everything, like in terms of personal grooming, is like, don't do any of it? It was like listed all the grooming things, tweezing, yeah. snapping, well, whatever was, you're going to do, okay, and then so, it's like, don't do any of those no, things they on a said plane. That there is actually a few things that you can do, which I don't even think that you should do any sort of grooming on a plane, but they went through like... Let's do the don'ts. Okay, all of it. Brushing your hair. Don't do that. You should not do that. No. No, that's Shedding not. Everywhere. Don't do that. Tweezing? People tweeze on planes? Like, is this, is this, I'm just surprised that this is on the list. Like, it's almost like some people have done that before. Tweezing and what? They, of course. Tweezing your hair, tweezing anything else that's I'm going on on your body. Awful. Um, shaving? If someone next to you was shaving their face or their legs <laughs> on a flight, this... that's, do you even need to mention those things? I bet. Not like people lathering up and shaving like a doing a like a razor shave, okay. but I bet dudes have taken out like an electric razor and been like oh, tidy up, like a battery powered one. Yeah, oral care like don't floss on a plane. Obviously, Never. don't brush your teeth. What are you doing? Skin care. They're saying applying moisturizers is actually okay. No, it's not okay. You don't think so? No, because a lot of those moisturizers are like really fragrancy or perfumes. Yeah. I don't want to be smelling that stuff in a close quarters with you. They said if it's only lightly scented or non-scented, then it's fine. Ugh. Your hands and arms only. I feel weird about that. If someone was lathering up next to me, uh-uh. I don't care how ashy your elbows are. Wait till you get to Edson, <laughs> yeah. Alberta, wherever you're going. And then applying sheet masks. So like face masks. No! That's just bougie <laughs> <laughs> I, I told you I get why people do this because when you are sitting in a plane mm-hmm. if you're traveling especially sometimes sit when you get sitting in your plane chair that is yeah. the first time in a long time where you're just like slow down to a stop and then you start checking yourself out you know what I mean you just yeah. do, while you're waiting you're like oh shoot my nails are longer don't oh, cut I, your nails on the plane I look at my face and my the reflection of my black mirror on my phone right <laughs> like oh I need a tweeze or whatever so people just think and they just do it. They don't yeah. think about anything or anyone around them or anything. They're just like, yep, I'll just do that. Don't. Yeah. Do I think any of that. Th- with this list, I just think that anything hygiene related, any grooming at all, 
should not be done on a plane. It should be done before the plane yep. or after the plane. If like okay? you're desperate, you got to go to the bathroom or something. But still, don't be doing that in there because people are going to poop. So don't yeah. be holding up the bathroom. Here's what you got to do. If you ever see someone doing any of these things on a plane, you have my permission, as long as we're on the radio, right? Yep. You call us here and mm-hmm. let us know that that's happening. And, put, and then hand your phone to them <laughs> and put me on and I will scream at them to stop that immediately. What's the matter with you? That's a public service that I will provide. That's very nice of you, Paul. Carrie texted in, though, um, and wrote uh, to us, uh, I was uh, wanted to mention, I once shamed my mom mm. for cutting her nails in the airport in Boston and mentioned how no one wants nail clippings in their business. That is very so true. right thing to do. I know yes. she gave birth to you, gave you life, but you did the right thing by shaming her. <laughs> this was in the waiting area at the gate. I got lit for later applying deodorant, but I feel like that was more of a service to people around me yeah. as we'd been traveling for a full day and no stopping at that point emergency deodorant versus manicure thoughts okay well i think it runs in your family grooming in public (laughs) first of all cool that's okay uh you're hygienic people but maybe not necessarily considering everyone when it comes to nails especially i think what the article was saying too specifically about like deodorant is that it's like kind of an intimate thing people get weird when you like show off your armpit yeah I'm fine with it. If someone were applying deodorant next to me, I'd be like, that's great. Thank you for thinking of me. Right. But um, I can see why some people are weird about it. I completely see where your head is at on that one. You likely stink and you want to go and take care of that situation. Yeah. It's a confined space. You want to make sure everyone's smelling good. You've got to duck into a bathroom. Yes. I think that's the key. On the plane, in the airport, at the gate, whatever it is. Yes, do that. Prioritize doting up mm-hmm. please duck into a bathroom good advice in the last 24 hours in victoria there have been at least 10 bikes stolen what are you talking about like a bike crime spree yeah bicycle crime spree what well of course it's a bike crime spree victoria you wanted more bike lanes well guess what comes next more bikes and then there's gonna be bike crime spree Okay, calm down. Okay, you, you asked for this. I'm so, I swear to God, you want these lanes? What do we do? Do we get rid of the lanes? Guess, guess what now? There's more bikes. And there's thieves out there that are capitalize on this. Jenny, come to my house. In my garage, I have maps and facts and figures and strings connecting different articles, okay? And I'll show you how, of course, this was inevitable. Bike crime spree. I'm not coming to your weird-ass garage. Oh, man, I'm never happy to hear that friends' bikes get stolen, but I've been finding that lately. I can think of, like, five or six friends who've had their bikes stolen in the last month. Yeah. And then looking at the Times calling us in different media websites today, uh, within the last 24 hours, 10 bicycles were reported stolen in Victoria, and the numbers have just keep on, like, growing and growing, which is just the reported numbers mm-hmm. and a lot of bikes that are stolen go unreported as well and yeah. i think it, yeah it's kind of a reminder that if it does happen to you there are um things in place that can help get your bike back yeah like um take a picture of like the serial number mm-hmm. that's and have that on file at the house and um this, yeah just like keep really like good records of your bike and identifiable things right like they encourage you to do that yeah and uh victoria police actually have a free bike registry and cyclists who ride in victoria or esquimalt are encouraged to register their bikes so if you go to vicpd.ca slash bike you can get all the descriptions up there so if it ever happens to get stolen yeah 
they have the exact description of everything. Because here's the thing about it, getting your bike stolen. It's obviously super, super sucks, right? Yeah. Like no matter what you paid for that bike or whatever, if you use it to get around or even just like recreationally, mm-hmm. if you lose your bike to just it being stolen, some bad person has stolen it, that sucks. It's oh, such yeah. a bad feeling. And you're never going to get it back. That's the thing. Like almost never. I get it, right? But like almost never. And that's the thing. It almost seems like, do I even bother reporting this? Because mm-hmm. the police are going to be like, all right. Another one. Got yeah. it. Yeah. Okay. But I think now at this point, like you said, there are little ways to identify and maybe get that bike back to you. But 10 overnight. That's mm-hmm. a lot. That's news that now. Yeah. Always report. If your bike has been stolen, always report it because we got to take like – inventory of this we get to keep track of this if this becomes like a big enough thing then maybe more resources will be put into um finding stolen bikes yeah and recovering them because again we're like oh we're a bike city now we all got bike lanes we're mm-hmm. a big bike city right yes i agree people invest a lot of money into these bikes they depend on them yeah please if it's stolen do something to get it back yeah um they also said that there's the stolen bicycle avengers Facebook group oh. that the Vic PD has like started up. So they put all the photographs and descriptions of unregistered, unregistered or recovered bikes that they, they get from people who have stolen bikes. Right. So if you are missing one, go to that group. Uh, again, it's called the Stolen Bicycle Avengers. Epic name, too. So good. I'm going to check mm-hmm. that out now. You saw Colin Mockery, a Canadian oh icon of, uh, whose line is it anyway, at the Edmonton Airport? Okay, so I knew he was in Edmonton for that French festival, and I yeah. saw radio stations interviewing him and things, so I was on high alert. I was on Colin Mockery alert. Yeah. I knew that he was in the area. Are you a massive Colin Mockery fan? I just love whose line is it anyway. Yeah. Huh. Um, but uh, yeah, I was waiting in the airport, and I turned to my friend, and I looked just over her shoulder, and there he was with his hat on, walking away. Did you get an autograph? No, I didn't want to bother him. That's not fun. It's probably not fun for him. He looked like he was just getting off a plane or something or going somewhere, doing a thing that was important. So I don't think Colin Mockery is that level of famous that like a nice, normal person like you are walking up and being like, hey, such a big fan. Do you mind if I get a quick autograph and a picture? He'd be yeah. like, oh, yeah, totally. I don't know. At an airport? I don't know. I felt weird. I, I got, I got yeah, weird about you gotta it. You got to read the situation. But I was just happy to see him. I'm glad I got to see him. That's all. That's yeah. fair. Yeah. Um, the I'll, the Edmonton uh, Fridge Festival is actually in the uh, Times calling his news today. There's kind of a, a big story going on with a guy uh, who I'm friendly with, Jen. I don't know if you've ever met him. Uh, his name is Mike Delamont. Oh. Uh, he, we used to work with him quite a bit at uh, Reflandia and all that. Anyway, he's a really talented guy, really funny guy. He does a uh, stage show at Fringes all around called The God is a, Dra- a Scottish Drag Queen. Mm. And I guess as part of the show, you know, recently he brings a guy up on stage and uh, to do whatever, and then as part of the show as well, uh, he and his character is like unbuttoning the guy's shirt, okay, exposing his chest a little bit. Mm. And this guy now is uh, furious about it, and oh. wouldn't talk to the news. His wife was the one who had to talk to the news, and how like, you know, like violated and horrible he felt about this whole mm-hmm. entire thing. And he's mad. They actually like filed a complete a police report about it. Right? Yeah, I heard he called the cops. Um, and at first when I'm reading this, I'm like. Well, I don't know if that's like a little bit oversensitive to like be brought up on stage like that. Like you're there at a fringe show, just kind of go along with it. But then I thought for one, number one, uh, more than anything else, it's like it's a it's a question of consent. No matter where you are, whether you're up on a stage as a part of a show anywhere, it's part of that. Yeah, exactly. Number two, I thought to myself when I'm sitting and like I'm a pretty outgoing guy, you know. Mm 
But when I'm sitting in a in a the audience, my worst nightmare is that they will bring attention to me in any way. Yes. And Do you I'm, feel that as well? Uh, yeah, depending on my mood. Um, when it's like Rocky Horror Picture Show, I'm in. Um, but no, I, I definitely feel like that is definitely crossing the line. That's yeah. super uncomfortable because you're on stage. You're in a very vulnerable position. This person on stage has power. And, yeah. you know, it's just like, yeah, probably could have talked to them beforehand and been like, hey, mm-hmm. I'm going to pull you up on stage. How do you feel about this? That's a no go. OK, that's so, OK. We can work around that or whatever yeah, it is, you know, totally. So that he uh, uh, this uh, show that God is a Scottish drag queen is not going to go on for the rest of Edmonton Fringe. It's been pulled. Um, uh, Mike uh, did an email statement, I guess, to the newspaper. Said he has volunteered after this to mm-hmm. participate in a sensitivity training. Oh, okay. He said, I immediately recognized that I did not request clear consent and that this individual may not be comfortable with participating. I stopped the scene and he left the stage. I completely regret. Um, uh, I regret completing putting this individual in a position. Mm-hmm that they were not comfortable with, and I offer my sincerest apology for any harm I've caused. So so it's it's great. He's taking responsibility in that way, mm-hmm. apologizing, and I guess, you know, it's like, again, it's a lesson for all of us. It's yeah. like, it doesn't matter kind of where you are, what the situation Even is. if it's, it's like, part of a show, anything, anything like that. Yeah. Anything. Always ask for consent. You told me today you admitted this shocking thing to me. I don't me. know if you, you should say it on the radio. I don't you, know what you're about to say. <laughs> Yeah, because you've been admitting a lot of yeah, I know. shocking developments to me, actually. No, you don't own a brain jacket, like a proper oh, shell jacket. Yeah, I bought one, but it ripped. No, oh, you idiot. So. Now, this thing... This, okay, I'm the same way as that, like, for the first many years of living here in Victoria, even, mm-hmm. I didn't have a proper raincoat. It is the best. I got it as a gift, but I wish I would have looked back in my life and, like, invested in that for myself. Like yeah. a proper, like, Good. North Face yeah. or, like, a Patagucci yeah. or whatever. <laughs> Oh, right. Patagonia, That's what, yeah. That's sorry. I call it, yeah. it Patagucci. That's funny. Right? And it did, like a proper shell that actually keeps you dry is one of the greatest things. I see you over there. You're constantly, we're supposed to be working. You're just online shopping all the time for shoes and socks and whatever. Stop that. It's not true. Save up. Get a shell jacket. Okay, I will. Thank you. <laughs> new Dad. end tables always. You're buying new furniture constantly. <laughs> Save up Thank and get a shell jacket. Thank you, Father, for that. Uh, Trending on Twitter right now is people are replacing the word heart with horse in very popular songs. What a very stupid thing to do. And, of course, like there's some classics like Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Horse Club Band and all that. Mm-hmm. But we've got some zone songs that could use the old horse treatment. Horse. Horse. I got a bad, bad horse. Horse. I was wondering if you're gonna play a horse-related song, or I mean, like a heart-related song. Right after the intro there. Oh, I didn't. Why well, did this? Of, you showed me this Twitter thing that's happening. Why is it even happening today? I could not find the reason as to why someone just decided to do that. Maybe there's something to do with Old Town Road and how they're talking about get on your horse and stuff. I don't know. I'm very confused by it. Um, well, great. So today is National Dog Day, which, um, oh boy, am I ever tired of these national days. Uh, the older you get, the more they just come along quicker and quicker, right? So, yeah. like, it's the same for Christmas. Oh, my God, Christmas just... 
again and again, just over and over again. It just really comes up on you faster and faster as you mm-hmm. get older. Whereas where you were, when you were a kid, remember Christmas was like a lifetime away. It, it felt was. like yeah. You couldn't wait. And those like four days leading up to it were yeah. just like you couldn't sleep at all. You oh. were so excited. Right. Um, but now you're like, okay, let's get it done. Yeah. Yeah, there's like a there's a term for that. It's like the shortening of time frame as your life extends. Yeah. Whatever. Anyways, so with these <laughs> national days, today's dog day. Right. I don't know what I'm supposed to do. Um, Put a picture of my dog on the internet? I guess that's the thing that people do. Yeah, give them an extra belly rub today. Give them a treat. I am accepting of dog photos in the text line if you want to send some photos. I'm always accepting of that. Mm. You can text them to 250-475-0913. Yeah. I uh, came to a realization, though. Mm. I really like dogs. I would consider myself a dog person. Yeah, you love dogs. Um, but I don't think I ever want to have a dog. Ever. I, I can't see at any point in my life where it's just going to fit in. Why? I don't want to have to take it out to pee all the time. That's what it is? If it could pee in a litter box, you know? <laughs> Maybe it's a different story. I way prefer having the dog that just goes in the yard. Who has a yard these days, Paul Placido? I know, I know. But if you have a yard, you just are able to open the door. The dog goes out, does its thing, comes back in. Right? Versus the litter box, which you that get That would scoop, be ideal. You get smell I think it. that might be the reason as to why I don't see a dog fitting into my life is because... I'm living in a time where it just doesn't make financial sense for me to ever be able to buy a home, like a house. So I'm going to be living in a condo, likely, or an apartment for mm-hmm. the rest of my life. Mm-hmm. And I don't know how a dog would like play into that. You'd have to and if it. I want to take it to that level of like responsibility, you know, I'd really have to be like settling down. What about this? Okay. Does anyone out there know if you can train a dog to whiz and poo in a litter box? Please let us know. I feel like that's wrong, you know, to well, make it do that. I guess can't, well, cats do it. Yeah, but dogs could do it too. Why not? Yeah. I think I'm fine being the dog babysitter of my friends. Actually? Oh, yeah. The cool Uncle Jenny for the babies as well. But I don't know if I want it full time. Okay, that's fine. Yeah. It's good that you know that about yourself. Thank you so much. Mm-hmm. I want to thank everybody for texting in here and saying that, yes, you can train a dog to, like, poop on and pee on these pads and these, like, fake grass patches mm. that you put in your house. And all that. I want to say that when I was saying that about the litter box and all that and a dog doing its whiz in the house, mm-hmm. you don't want that, actually. No, that's a lot. You smelly. Tr- yeah. Like, a dog pees so much. You don't. I don't. Now that I'm really f- considering this, mm-hmm. you don't want it doing it in the house. Ever. Yeah. yeah. Truly. Uh, unless it's a small dog, like a nah, chihuahua even then, or something. You seen the no. bladder on a chihuahua? <laughs> no, have you? <laughs> oh, yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. See him all the time. <laughs> this past weekend was uh, the weekend that uh, Blue Jays fans from, obviously, here in British Columbia, like, descend upon Seattle. It's like a yearly migration. The Jays are playing the Mariners. Oh, and yeah. so many Canadians go down there uh, to check out uh, the Blue Jays play. The first, you know, the only time they're ever really able to do that. Mm-hmm. Just half of the country, right? By the way, this is the crazy thing I found about Seattle when I went down there. I went to go see a Cubs game. Yeah. The vast majority, like I would say into the 80s of percent of people who were there were Chicago fans and oh. not Mariners fans. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. So I don't know. I guess Seattle is just that type of town, though, right? I yeah. guess a lot of transplants from other parts of the country. A big mix. Whatever. Yeah. yeah. Anyways, um, so I knew that was happening. I even had like a cousin who went down there with her boyfriend. But Ken Jennings, remember Ken Jennings? 
the guy who did real well in Jeopardy a decade oh, or so ago. Oh, okay, yeah. Him, he was popping off on Twitter. <gasps> Why? Listen, I don't know. I don't know what his deal is, but listen to what he tweeted. My favorite summer thing in Seattle is when 20,000 surprisingly awful Canadians drive down to watch a Blue Jays game uh, and then the Mariners win. Oh, man. So the Mariners, I guess, won over the weekend. And then it's like, so like Canadians start chirping back at him, right? Oh, no. And he tweeted back at one. Come get your 20,000 S-faced transplants <gasps> named Gord. We're tired of them. <laughs> Right? Oh, man. Yeah, brutal. I mean, okay, if you think about it, right? Go on. You're going to Seattle to party, really, right? right? That's right. why people go down to Seattle. They're on vacation, so right. they're taking it to the next level. The people in Seattle probably do it all the time. They're like, this is just another thing for us. Right. This isn't exciting. It's just a night out with some friends. You know, we're not going to get obliterated yeah. But being from Canada, going over the border. It's almost like you, you like don't know anyone, and you just act awful which i don't agree with um, yeah but i'm not surprised kind of like that thing where if you meet anyone from whistler and then you mm. ask them about the australians and they're like yeah <laughs> i hate australians but you go to australia and australians are the loveliest people oh yeah and so then you're the like terrible it's one. The certain yeah. type of australian who comes to whistler it's a certain type of canadian who goes to see a baseball blue jays game in seattle people just on vacation i think is the thing or traveling you know away from home away from home interesting a bit of a rainy day. Wasn't expecting that. I enjoyed it very much this morning, just sitting there listening to the rain and watching the rain with a coffee. It was awesome. It was really nice, but it kind of got me thinking, like, I am not prepared camping-wise We're all going camping rain. this weekend, too, by the way. Yeah, so this morning I was getting all my stuff together, and I was like, I do not own a waterproof jacket. <laughs> I do not own what? waterproof shoes. Where do you live? I don't know. I need to get on that. I just kind of deal yeah. with being wet if I'm in the rain. So I need to I need to work oh. on that. But I was uh, getting all geared up. I'm going to not bring a tent. I'm going to sleep in my car. That's and great. I live, I mean, I live, I have a tiny little car. And what I did is I uh, put down the seats, set up a nice little bed, got some cushions from my uh, couch. Oh, wow. And then uh, made it all set up, got a whole bunch of blankets, and then just put the seats back up. And it folded perfectly into the back. Actually? So when I'm ready to go to sleep, I just pull down the seats and it's like a beautiful bed. Oh, that's yeah, so nice. I thought that was a power move. I'm going to see how it works this weekend. Um, you've got some really good camping trips tips, I feel like, um, you were telling me. Because I my whole thing this summer, and I've talked about it before, is just the campfire nachos. Oh, yeah. Um, there's no campfire band where we're going, which is really lovely. I'm going to try and recreate it. Um, mm -hmm. I just, oh my God, it's just like, it's all about the cheesemanship, how much <laughs> cheese you put on there. And then you just roast it, this whole tin of nachos with cheese over the campfire. It gets all smoky. It's like the best nachos. I won't eat nachos any other way now. I'm so, so excited to I'm get like off fixated. Of oh yeah, they're for sharing. It's so great. I'm so fixated on the campfire nachos that I barely bring a tent with me now when I right. go camping. You know, so, but what are these other really oh, good things? When you go shopping. Yeah. When I go shopping, I always get a four liter bottle of water. That's and, so smart. And because I know, you know, you just forget to drink water when you're up there. Um, and I also always bring a headlamp with me just for going, you know, into the trails. But yep. if you take the headlamp and uh, put it around the four liter bottle of water mm -hmm. with the light facing in, it turns into a lantern. Wow. Yeah. That's a move that I have really enjoyed lately.
If you have like hot tips for camping, please, and you want to like just like really pro tip, really life hack moves that you're really proud of and you want to text them into us, please do. Mm-hmm. My other one, my last one here, it's good for camping, it's good for life, it's good for anything. Wet wipes. Wet wipes. Yeah. Creative writer slash production extraordinaire, Zach is here. Hi. Uh, you overheard and you said that you have some camping tips for us. You know, being able to like hang your tarp okay. so that it drains water yeah, is like one of those little things that I think goes a long way. I have no idea how to properly hang a tarp. I just kind of put some rope on it and just find the closest tree. Like I have no, there's no science behind it for me. I just kind of try and make it work, you know. So what are you digging like a totally. latrine for the water to go into or what do you do? Man, I think you totally could add that, but no, no, it's, uh, so you got your tarp, it's like a big square, right? And then yeah. you got the little holes in the corners and it's very easy to tie into that, right? The grommets? The grommets, right? What you do is picture a square and then instead of like tying your ropes to the corners, mm-hmm. you run one rope down the middle of the tarp on a diagonal. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And then you like tie both ends of that rope to oh. a tree and put it on like an angle. Oh. And... If you're following along, I think you can see that that's kind of like yeah. a little, it's like a little triangular sandwich it starts to create. Right. Yeah. Anyways, you pull that top line tight and then you can do whatever you want with the parts that flap over and like you can sit under there, put your tent under there. Anyways, this thing, not only does it drain the water really well, but it can like block the wind. Oh wow. my god! Just put it on an angle, folks. This is what I'm saying. Yeah, that's really good with the line underneath, like running underneath the tarp diagonally. Down the down that middle. Through the yeah. grommets. Yeah, on, yeah the okay. cor- on the angle. That wow. Is so Round of applause for that's that. Really that. Good. Thank you so much. Just want you guys to be dry out there. Yeah, that's, that's really, really good. good. I hadn't heard about this this dryer lint trick oh, to start dude, fires. I mean, it makes best. sense because that's one of like the main causes of house fires is dryer <laughs> lint. So. Yeah, just keep that in your memory. Yeah. Yeah, it's really good. You shove the dryer lint. I do this like constantly, like every load of laundry, every roll of toilet paper. Mm-hmm. I'm always just shoving the dryer lint into the toilet paper tubes, and then I keep it like that. And then when you're actually ready to go camping, if you cut it into like little pucks, yeah. so maybe like three or four out of a toilet paper tube, those, and then just pack those up with you, they're so good. They just your fire will go up like nothing when you go camping. It's that's... really really good tinder for starting fires. Yeah, there was a few text messages that came in about that too. So oh, I guess it's a well known thing that I had no idea about. But... Really good. Okay, here's also this thing. I think I discovered this year. I've talked about this year, this in past. Mm-hmm. What do we replace graham crackers with for s'mores? Oh, graham crackers are trash. Oh, I don't know about that. I they like are them. like a wartime treat that people who like, you know, it's like could barely afford bananas or whatever, right? And then you'd be like, oh, oh, a precious treat from above, a graham cracker, a salt, a tasty treat. And nowadays, though, they're disgusting. No one wants them. I like them, but no, there you're tricked are other by big alternatives. S'more. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> Big Graham is you know, it's like saying that like oh a traditional the only way to do a s'more is with a graham cracker. Obviously, it's the only reason why people buy graham crackers or Hershey mm. chocolate bars yeah. anymore. I've got one. Yeah. What? Because we had um we had a camp out in my backyard a few weeks ago. Cute. Yeah. And I made pancakes for breakfast that morning. Cute. Leftover pancakes. Oh. Wow, dude. Never wow. thought of that. Yeah. Okay. It's good. Um, Natasha's texting in right now. Ritz crackers. Ritz. Ah! What are the Ritz? Okay. Ones? Okay. 
Here's, How's the salty? Again? They're pretty salty. Oh, that would be good. They're good. Salt, sweet and salty. Salt and sweetness. Oh, is there like a pretzel oh, a cracker that you could get? Cheese that one. would be really good. All right, here's what you actually get. Okay. Here's, I found it. It's the best, best s'more cracker there is. Hobnobs. I don't know what that is. It's like, it's kind of like an oatmeal cookie mm-hmm. with chocolate already kind of on it. Mm. And it is perfect. Don't worry about chocolate. Don't bring it about like the Hershey bar or whatever. That's an extra ingredient. You just smush your perfectly toasted marshmallow in between two hobnobs. I even did it on one hobnob. Mm. Delicious. Mm. Perfect. So good. A lot of people are texting in celebration cookies. What's a celebration They're biscuit? the ones with the chocolate that's on top of the cookie already. So similar to a hobnob, I yeah, guess. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, that's smart. Cele- oh, that is like a uh, shortbread. Oh, snap. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about that. I love a shortbread, but I don't. Well, you know what? No, I'm gonna it's going to be so good. I'm going to try it. Okay. Oh, yeah. All right. All right. We went and had a great camping trip on the weekend, and... We were like, uh, oh, yeah, I guess we should do a camping recap. We said we were going to go camping and everything. There's almost nothing that we can talk about on the radio. Yeah. We, like, did not have a wholesome adventure. Maybe we could talk about it on the podcast this week. Yes. So, yeah, we'll we'll tell some tales on the podcast. I think that's the better way to do it. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Because we had a great time. We had a great time, yeah. It's not a wholesome time. Not so wholesome. I did make my famous campfire nachos. Mm-hmm. There was a lot of good food. That yeah. We had. Yeah. You made taquitos. That's right. Both of those things, though, because there wasn't like a proper grate. <laughs> and again, probably likely because of the less wholesome aspect of the trip, both of those things caught on fire. Yep. I dropped mine in the sand first and then caught it on fire. So I had a pile of taquitos, like a full box that you buy in the freezer section yeah. at the grocery store. They all fell on the ground. And I still cooked them and then I still ate them. And it was a sandy camp. It was crunchy, too. yeah. <laughs> crunchy it was crunchy and burnt. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, my nachos caught on fire, but I made like four batches. Round one caught on fire. Kirsten, James, and I both tried them out. We were like, these ones aren't so bad. But once nachos are all on fire, they're horrible. Mm-hmm. Don't eat that. I was impressed because each batch of nachos took you about an hour to make. Yeah. Because you didn't want to catch it on fire. So good oh, for you. I was like like Gordon Ramsay chef <laughs> style. I had like nachos going with one hand. And then I was oh, like yeah. toasting marshmallows, making everybody s'mores. I had two different kinds of s'mores fixings. I was like, do you want a s'more? Yeah, sure. What kind? Celebration cookies or hobnobs? Yeah. People were like, what? Can I have one of each? Oh my God. I was crushing. Yeah, you should like be for hire for people's camping trips. I'll come I'll to your campsite. You. I'll bring my chair, my folding lawn chair. <laughs> I'll make you nachos and s'mores and regale you with tails. That's all I do. <laughs> Panic when I felt the drizzle. My tent was still up. Yeah. Oh, see, I didn't have that problem because I did a smart move and slept in my car. Made my car my tent, so I didn't have to worry about the flooding and the wetness. It's not even like yeah, it's wetness because if you put away your tent wet, it's like it sucks, and then you pretty much ruin the tent. Yeah. You have to bring it home and set it up in the yard and all that, Mm. dry it out. Oh, I was like, that's brutal. And the sand, because we're on the beach, right? And the last thing you want to do is deal with that stuff ever again because ever. you're so hungover and tired after a trip. Then you find it trip. a month later and it's still wet in your closet. And you're like, no. And that's just like throw that tent away. Just which, throw it away. Is there a more heartbreaking thing to throw away than a tent? No. It's not. Maybe a pair of jeans you've had for a long time. No. A tent. What a piece of news has come out today. Just now, that uh, Ogden Point 
Yeah. Is being changed the name to the Breakwater District. That's 100% happening? That is being reported on right now by Czech News. I okay. posted the thinger up there. Uh, link on the Zone Facebook page. Uh, the CEO of Greater Victoria Harbor Authority said, listen, what he said. When we talk to people about Ogden Point, some people don't know where that is. But when you say Breakwater, they say, oh, yeah, I know where that is. So that's the reasoning. That's the reasoning. Hmm. That's the main reasoning. They did, well, it's like Ogden Point and the Breakwater really is a really lovely little gem in our oh, town. Yeah. I mean, it's one of my yeah. favorite places. I know it's Ogden Point because I love it and I go there often. Mm-hmm. I know Ogden Point. I know Clover where Point. The, the cruise ships come in. I get it. Ogden Point. Ogden Point. Yeah. But I guess more people, dumber people than me, I suppose, <laughs> just know the Breakwater. And so you just want to, like, you know, appeal to those dum-dums. Hey. Okay. I get it. <laughs> Now, are you concerned about who it's named after? Well, I mean, a lot of things <laughs> named after people in Victoria have some uh, pretty dark, bad history. Yeah. So, uh, so I didn't know this, but um, Ogden Point, named after Peter Ogden, mm-hmm. a Canadian explorer and fur trader who died in 1794. Okay. Ogden had a reputation for violence. Mm. And was charged with murder oh boy. for allegedly killing a First Nations man oh. during an ugly trade battle. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, that's not good. The fact that he even got a point named after him in yeah. the first he, well, place. He probably named it himself, I would assume. Oh, do you? Th- Maybe. I don't know. That's I don't know. I don't know. I about don't that. know yeah, but, okay. Um, I can already see this, though. Any sort of change in Victoria <laughs> causes uproar. So I'm expecting to see some uh, angry written Facebook posts and things like that. Do you think? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Why? Just because of change in just general? Just change in general. Right. Yeah. You got to go and have a look, though. Click through the link to the check uh, page that I put. There's mm-hmm. a picture of Peter Ogden. He's the grumpiest <laughs> looking. He looks like. If a Muppet was built to look like a grumpy man from the 1700s. Like all Muppets. Yeah. You'd be like, oh, too grumpy. We'll scare children. Don't do. Okay? Like, that's what it looks like. I can't believe that this guy had a point named after him. Today in the Afternoon Zone, Paul, I'm going to tell you all about the new Lizzie McGuire reboot. That's fantastic. And you know what? I'm going to tell you all about how the original host, Steve, returned to Blue's Clues. Oh! And then, by going over these childhood cartoon shows that we watched, it's going to relieve the crippling anxiety and depression of being an adult in 2019. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> 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 Jen, hey, welcome. Thank Are you, you okay over there? Yeah, I'm a little sleepy now. I know. Jenny just got her very first tattoo of all time. Of all time. The very first one on my body. Wow. Yeah. I went with the ribs. And you and said it wasn't that painful. You know what? It wasn't that painful. A lot of people were saying like, oh, I don't know if you're going to get through it. It's the ribs. That's the worst part. But I, maybe she was just really delicate and she did like a really good job, but it wasn't so bad at all. I just uh, kind of breathed through it and it was not bad. It was almost kind of nice. How long did it take? An hour and a half, maybe? That's it. Yeah, maybe an hour and a half, two hours, yeah. That's it. And then what about, uh, uh, I told you to warn you, I thought it was going to feel like a hot cat scratch. Okay. Is that what it was? There was one point where it kind of got hot when when there was like a lot of um, shading over the same spot. That was when it got a little hot. But it kind of got hot for a second and then kind of got numb. Like it didn't hurt. It was kind of this like dull feeling. 
which was interesting. Yeah, because all yeah. of your uh, all your endorphins like run to that place. It's like at the first, it's like oh, out, and then it just yeah, it just feels like, almost relaxing. We're being attacked. Yeah. The body is being attacked. <laughs> it sends all the like white yeah. blood cells or whatever it is to that area. Yeah. Believe me, when you go for long sits, because all my tattoos, I go for like multiple hours at right. a time, and uh, that wears off oh, after I'm a while. Sure you go would. numb for a bit, and you're like, oh, this is fine. And then after like a couple of hours, you just feel everything. Oh, oh my god. I'm sure. Now, how old are you again? 25. Now, 25 is like relatively late in the game to get your first tattoo. It is. Yeah. Do yeah. you feel good about that? I feel really good, and now I want way more. <gasps> uh, immediately. 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 I know. Like, before I even got this one, I was like, I'm ready for my next one. <laughs> this is the thing about tattoos. They're so addictive. I'm just going to take a pile of money that I have in my bank account and just burn it. It's going to be fun. But you'll burn it into your skin. Into my skin. What else do you buy that lasts forever? That's a very good point, Paul. Thank you. You made me feel better. <laughs> a uh, researcher from UVic wants nutrition labels on alcohol. I think that is such a great idea. Don't you just? Because there's often times where I'm going to get a drink and I'm like, I should be a little bit better. I don't want one that's just like, you know, 500 calories packed with sugar. I want like a light beer or something like that. And I have no idea what's in it. You know what I mean? So having that on there would be very, 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 very helpful. I know like how I'm doing in my life and how I'm doing with my health. If I look at nutrition labels or I don't. Yeah. If I'm like focused up and trying to be healthy, I will spend a long time in the grocery store looking over the nutrition label and just looking at like what's the ingredients, what's the content, how many sugar, all that stuff, right? Mm -hmm. If I'm not, I'm just like, whoop, in you go. Hobnobs, in you go. Yeah. Fried chicken, who cares, right? Oh, I hear you. And so just having the label on there is just such knowledge and power to be able to make decisions. And why not? Why do everything else? If you have a look, you, if you have the option of looking at the label and just making a more informed decision with booze, you know, if you like putting a few back, mm-hmm. you could be putting back. I mean, like, think about it, like six in a night. Yeah. Is there anything else you would put six back in a night? Like, say, like when those when the nutrition, the calories and all that went on hamburgers right on the drive through. Mm-hmm. It's not often you put back six quarter pounders no, in a night. No, no, no. But you put back six beers in a night, no problem. Yeah, what they're saying is they're, they're like, okay, if we look at binge drinking, um, having something like four or five drinks on one occasion, it's actually closer to 550 calories, which is about 25% of your recommended daily uh, intake of calories. And they're saying that is the equivalent of a double cheeseburger with all of the fixings, right. which is pretty wild in one night, right? So yes. I don't see why not. I mean, we have it on all the food already, so why isn't it on uh, alcoholic beverages? It's yeah. on other kind of beverages, so why yeah. not alcoholic beverages? Put it on there. Give me the information, please. That's what I'm asking. I am not entirely sure if I want to get married ever. Mm. I, I have made many pros and cons lists, mm. and so far there are more cons than pros mm. for me. This is just my own personal opinion and how that fits into my life. Yeah. Um, and this woman who turned 36 decided to have a wedding-themed birthday party. Which I think sounds like such a fun time.
and I want to maybe have a party one day that is like a wedding, yeah. but not necessarily have a marriage that is attached to that. The idea of getting a whole bunch of friends and family together to celebrate some point in your life, I think is a great idea, yeah. whether it is for marriage or whether it is for a birthday or just because you want to do that. Right, I think right. it's a, a great idea. Um, as long as it doesn't cost too, 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 too much money. But yeah, I love that idea. What do you think of it? I think it's really nice too. I think it's a really nice, because you know me, I don't really care for birthday parties in general. Mm. That whole thing is like, hey, I'm turning uh, a 26. So who cares? Go to work. You get home in your life. I hope you get a card from one person and that's it. Don't make me go out on a weeknight and spend a bunch of money getting drunk <laughs> for you just because you happen to be 26. You know who else has a birthday? Everyone, That's legitimately right. every person has a birthday. Why do we have to celebrate year after year after year? Right. Okay, so I'm not into it. Mm-hmm. But, because that's what it often is, right? Yeah. But if you were to save up for like a milestone birthday, mm-hmm. so you got your 30th coming up, and do a party that's that big, yeah, like a weekend, and there's maybe potluck and dress up and like, what all that stuff. Yeah. Speeches, that's the things you need to do, right? Is yeah. like, get a good bar going. You know, the things that make a wedding good, pour that into a birthday party, why not? Speeches! We yeah. talk about speeches, right? Arrange for some people to say some few nice words about you. You have friends and family in your life who would love to get up and tell why you're good. Yeah. Make them do that. Totally. A dance! Arrange things. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, she even got people to dress the part as well. So uh, bridesmaids uh, had to wear, you know, certain dresses or whatever oh. dress they found at the thrift store. Oh. Uh, she ended up getting like a thrift store wedding dress, like the cheesiest wedding dress she could find with huge sleeves and everything. So she just did everything over the top, which right, I, right. I just love. I think that's such a great idea. See, yeah, and that's the nice thing about it too is because it's not a wedding, mm-hmm. you know, you can make it, you can like pick and choose the elements that you really like about the best weddings you've ever been to yeah do those do them up really well but then you can ignore all that crud that you don't want to have to do yeah you know that has to do with weddings genius i think this is going to be a trend i can't wait till your 30th birthday party you're invited this is so cool parks canada has uh, come out with pictures and video released from inside the hms terror mm-hmm. which is one of two ships on the Franklin Expedition. This is so cool. Do you know the, about the Franklin Expedition? Wait, it didn't It didn't go so well. Because <laughs> the ship went underwater. It didn't go so well. It didn't go so well. I know that. Yes, because, well, I mean, the Wikipedia page for it is called Franklin's Lost Expedition. Yeah. So it was a British voyage of Arctic exploration led by Captain John Franklin mm-hmm. back in uh, 1845. Two ships, the Erebus and the Terror, and didn't do so well. Okay. So now Parks Canada... And their underwater archaeology team has taken on the largest, most complex underwater archaeological undertaking in Canadian history. Oh. And they've just released all this amazing footage. It's on their Facebook. I'm going to share it onto the Zone's Facebook page. You can see, like, really incredible things. Number one, the ship itself is still in pretty good shape. Okay. Okay. It's like That's structurally pretty amazing that it's still doing well. Even though it's been underwater for 170 years. Well, I guess a lot of people haven't been really exploring it, considering... You know, this is some of the first footage of it. Yeah. But you would think, like, just being underwater, though. Yeah. You know? Anyways, um, so they use the robotic camera, shows everything from neatly stacked plates and chamber pots. And they even had, you know, because they're on an expedition through the Arctic, scientific instruments still in their cases. 
crazy. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I hope they, well, that's the thing is like, I want it to stay there and I want everything to be preserved, but I also want to see it above land and be able to see it. You, you do? Know, I do kind of want to see it in a museum or something like that. But at the same time, there's the other side of it where you're like, oh no, don't touch it. Just leave it and, and just let it be explored underwater. You know yeah. what I mean? And I think wow. that was part of it with the Titanic as well, where it's like, do we take some of this out? Do we leave it? And yeah. then people were taking things and now look at it. It's disintegrating. So so listen to this. Um, <laughs> they, those two ships, they were on search for the Northwest Passage. Uh, neither John Franklin, the captain, nor his 129 crewmates were ever heard from again. Mm-hmm. Little trace was found of them, despite more than 30 expeditions went out to find them until now where they you know, found this sunken ship. Interesting. Wild. Tony DeSexon and saying that there is a, a, a show about it. Watch the first season of The Terror on AMC. It's a very cool supernatural take on the history of it. What? Cool, I want to look into that. So what? Now there's, it's already an interesting shipwreck story and mm-hmm. now there's ghosts? Ghost story okay. attached to it. I right. love me some ghost shipwreck stories. Come into it. What an absolutely adorable story online. A beekeeper found that a bear kept stealing his honey so he turned it into a taste test with bears. This is kind of like a reverse Goldilocks situation that we have on our hands here. Not too sticky. Not too sweet. The bear likes the honey just right. This is a very wholesome joke. <laughs> this is too wholesome of a joke. <laughs> I'm uncomfortable. Much too wholesome. We're going to talk about serial killers a little later to yeah, even it out. Even it out a little bit. Okay, so this morning I woke up yeah. and I was... That's a good sign. I know, I was very happy, check mark for the day. Um, <laughs> so I woke up and I was uh, really parched. Like I was so thirsty and I realized that I haven't been drinking like any water. Like nearly, not nearly enough. Um, and I was having a really hard time drinking water. And I like, I don't know how to like get into the habit of doing that. Okay. So I was thinking today, I'm just going to be chugging water all day. And I thought a way that we could stay hydrated would be to make a drinking game out of our show. Right. So every time something happens, we chug water. Okay, such as? Um, Like every time you raise your voice over inside level. Okay. Um, How about uh, when you state... An opinion as a fact. Okay. That could be a drink. Yeah. Anytime the Red Hot Chili Peppers play, we have to finish our drink. We've been drinking a lot of water. We're going to be drinking so much water. <laughs> Every time you crack your spicy water. Yeah, my sparkle boy. Yeah, your sparkle boy water. Yeah, okay, yeah. Um, and then you thought of this one. Every time I clap my hands, which I like to call spanking my hands together. So anytime I spank my hands together. I know if zoners, if zoners have noticed this, but especially while you're giving details about something, yeah. you love to spank your hands. I spank my hands. I spank the table as yeah. well. So anytime that happens, uh, we're going to be drinking water. Now, it, there's got to be other things that we do every day sure. that I'm not thinking about. So if We're making a drinking game out of this radio show, but yeah. we're not boozing it up. We're This is like literally for drinking water, for hydrating ourselves. Hydration rules, man. We want to be your hydration station. The Zone at 91.3 hydration station. Keeping it moist. Keeping it moist. <laughs> Keeping it moist from coast to coast. <laughs> We've asked zoners some advice on how they continue to drink water because I think you're supposed to have like four liters a day. Insane. I don't subscribe to any of these like certain amounts of water throughout the day thing. I just think like... Have you ever drank that much? It feels so good. I hate it. Oh, you I pee feel a lot. full and yeah, too much peeing. I just think like 
drink a little bit more than what quench is your thirst. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? That's uh, I think that's a good one. Anyways, we get some really actually good tips on how to drink more water throughout the day. So I really like this one from Jafeth. He says that he freezes like a four liter jug of water overnight. Mm-hmm. So he's got like a b- brick of ice with him in the start of the day in the morning, right? Nice. And then he slowly just sips off of it. As he notices is that it's like melting, mm-hmm. he's just taking sips off of it and it's ice cold water all through the day and it is delicious. Mm. That's nice. And you feel like a real if cool, you like, tough guy drinking out of a four liter jug. I'm one of those weird people that prefers room temperature water. Oh. Ice water's good. But- I don't that is weirdo to me. That is weird. Yeah. Warm, room temperature water. Just not warm, but like not ice cold. Like uh, if someone's like, do you want ice in your water? I'm like, no, I'm good. Uh, <laughs> how horrible. You just rolled your eyes. I'm going to drink uh, to that. Ho- how truly awful. Chris says, uh, here's a good way to make water taste better. Imagine you are stranded in the desert and you come upon a beautiful oasis. You drink the most pristine, wonderful water you've ever... So I have to, like, do an imagination. Throughout the entire day, you're yeah, just, right? like, in panic mode because you're deserted on an island. You have no food. You're the only person around you. Like, that sheer anxiety. Is that worth Imagine drinking all that water? You look over, my eyes are just closed, and I'm just like, hang on, I'm pretending I'm in a desert. Oh, I'm hot. Drink some water. Okay, finally, Hillary says uh, an app. Oh, there's an app? It's just like buzzes or something? Yeah, well, there's like you can get a jug on it, like water bottles that have times on them. Mm. So it's like, oh, you look over, oh, it's four o'clock. I should have drank this much water by now. Chug a log, catch up. Or there's apps you get on your phone that like just pop up and are just like, drink water, little reminder, Mm. have a drink. That's good. I should do what uh, Dylan and Quentin do and just bring that like big Popeye's four liter jug around. It's also oh. a cool like outfit choice, you know? Yeah. Cool fashion. It's a very cool statement you make when yeah. you're bringing those around. <laughs> <laughs> Earlier this week, we uh, heard that uh, Starbucks put out their pumpkin spice lattes, which is like feels very earlier than usual, right? I know. You're rolling your eyes right now. Drink. Oh, I have to drink because I drinking. Roll my eyes. I know. Look, it's. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> Everybody drink. We're but, drinking water every time things happen, okay? Because we're, we're, tr- we're staying hydrated. We're your hydration station. Okay. Yeah, I agree. That's stupid and a non-story, and it's like dumb, and it's like, oh, already with the pumpkin spice lattes? Blah, blah, blah. It's really boring and lame. Yeah. Okay. I just saw, though, a commercial for Tim Hortons doing the same thing. Oh. But they're doing like a really good marketing job, I think. They were like, it's a fall twist on a summer thing because they're doing pumpkin spice ice caps. Oh, there you go. So it makes your brain think like, oh, it's still summer. I can have this because it's summer. Don't to fully commit to the fall. But it's almost fall, so I get that flavor. Limited time. That is smarter than just being Starbucks and being like, we're rolling it out. And then let people arguing about it and having fake, phony, stupid, mm. dumb outrage about it. I just found that was interesting. Mm-hmm. You know what else you could do, too? What's that? Not plow, like, 40 tablespoons of sugar into your system. Yeah, it's a lot of <laughs> sugar, but it's really good, man. Everybody drink. <laughs> hey, Jenny, how's it going today? I just heard you talking about how you're staying very hydrated today. Yeah. I, I bet you're probably overhydrated. Oh, no. Do you find that you're peeing a lot? Yeah. Yeah, you're probably overhydrated. Oh, someone said that you can die from that. You can, but you'd have to drink like like six liters of water. Okay, I think I'm on like my second or third liter, so it's not too bad. That's pretty good. Yeah. How often am I supposed to be peeing over here? Well, if your if your pee is clear, you're overhydrated. Oh, it's clear. I thought that meant you were properly hydrated. Yeah, mine's crystal clear. 
You want it to be like a slightest tinge of yellow. Oh. Uh huh. Okay. Who is this? <laughs> um, my name is Boner, and I'm a zoner. <laughs> Boner the zoner. And sorry, was that Doctor Boner? <laughs> I do have a PhD. Oh. What's the D stand for? <laughs> I can't. Okay, well, that's good advice. So there's a limit. Stay within it. Yeah, absolutely. Moderation is key to everything in life. That's great. Well, Thanks, Boner. Boner. I hope great to hear from you again. All right, have a great day, guys. Yeah, you too. Talk to you later. See you, Boner. Bye, Boner. The Zone at 91.3 is your hydration station. Keeping it moist from coast to coast. Paul and Jenny remind you to drink some water. Thanks for joining the PJ Party. For more from Paul and Jenny, get them live 2 to 6 weekday afternoons on The Zone at 91.3. Or around the world via the Internet's tubes at thezone.fm. Do them a solid and leave a review wherever you get this podcast. And tell your friends about it. Paul and Jenny are both on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, so get in touch. Thanks for joining the PJ Party.